Hey everyone, I know it's been a while since I've shared a podcast. Thank you for your patience while you wait for the latest episode. I'm excited to share in this episode the latest conversation I had with Danielle Graham in our Uniquely Divine Conversations video podcast that we have on YouTube. We talk about intentions and the emotions behind it, as well as finding our own space within that experience. So take a listen. And let me know what you think. And you can find other episodes of this podcast on our Uniquely Divine Conversations YouTube channel. So if you have any questions or you want a link to that, um, let me know. I'm excited to share it with you. Hello and welcome. We're excited to have you here. Hello, Danielle. How are you? Hi, I'm wonderful. And yourself? Good. Good. We're here today. We wanted to chat a little bit about intention, intentions, and some of the things that we've experienced with those, and maybe discuss a few misconceptions that we have noticed in our work. Um, just as a reminder, that these are ideas that we have experienced in our life and within our own personal work and the work that we've had with clients. So take what resonates and share, share with us what resonates with you and, uh, you know, be open to new ideas and leave what doesn't work for you. So does that sound about right, Danielle? Perfectly said. I was just going to say that. Did you feel it coming? <laughs> oh, perfect. Very cool. So I find I resonate more with the emotion behind the intention versus the actual words of the intention. How about you, Danielle? Do you feel you're more of a definite word person? We've had that discussion. Right. Um, for sure. And, you know, it just popped into my head. So I know why I sent you this morning that whole um, discipline will get you farther than motivation. That's what came up for me when you said that to me. So yes, like I'm one of those people who feel like I need to get the wording done and say the wording consistently it doesn't necessarily have to be the exact words, but um, something along the lines, the same idea. Um, I posted just the other day on my business page about um, setting your intention first thing in the morning, setting your intention in the evening before you go to bed, last thing you do too. And that's what I've been doing lately. But to me, yes, the words are very important. Not that the emotion is not, but I think words are forefront for me. And I, I actually love the difference in that because for me, it's about the emotional process through the intention, mm -hmm. because if the emotional process isn't there, then I have to find a way to it. Um, for me, one of the things that I've been doing recently is I've had this routine where I start off with a few intentions about balance and validation and truth and light. And then I move through some Reiki and meditation. And then I move through gratitudes and possibilities. And it, mine is more so about the emotion and the energy of the process versus the words. But I feel like in the end, we're both moving forward with the same idea. It's just how we both experience that. And I love that there's a difference between that. I was thinking too, it's, it's not that there isn't emotion attached to my words. You know, the words I choose are heartfelt. So they definitely mean something to me. I'm just not throwing words out into the universe, but I feel like you're more, um, the, the, uh, what's going on in the background, like all the, the cogs and wheels that make everything work is what's that emotion is for you behind all of those words. Right. Like the word 
the words that you choose are the way you express the emotion. Whereas for me, sometimes the words get in the way of the emotion. So I, that's cool. I appreciate that. And I actually appreciate this discussion to recognize that because admittedly for myself, sometimes the idea of setting an intention or manifestation rashes against me and makes me feel like, you know, it kind of holds me accountable and is a little bit of a trigger for me because it then feels like it's about the words that I'm saying versus the emotions that I'm feeling. And having this conversation helps me understand that if I follow the emotion, that's just as important as the words I'm saying for me, because that's how my expression happens. Right. And oh, that's, yeah, that's a huge part of it. How you express yourself, how you're most comfortable expressing yourself. Absolutely. Very cool. I love that. I love that, that, you know, we can have this very different approach and still have the same outcomes. And, you know, that's what we're trying to let everybody know here too. However it is for you, even if it's different from Karen's and mine's, if that's what works for you and that's what you're feeling, then go with it. Yep. That notion of honoring what resonates with you. Right. Um, and I think that's really, we had the discussion the other day about this spiritual industry, whether it's personal level or professional level, it's really a matter of connecting with somebody that resonates at the same frequency you do, that honors the work in the same way you do. And that's why there's so many different modalities and so many different ways of doing it. I love it. Right. And that's why too, you know, a lot of people will say to me, well, how can you recommend clients to someone else, you know, don't you want to keep that business for yourself? And oh, yeah, perfect world, I would like to. But if someone's not going to resonate with what I'm sharing, what I'm teaching, what I'm giving, then I want them to find the person that does resonate with them. So yeah, we're all very, very cool. different. And that's why you should reach out to a lot of different modalities, a lot of different um, spiritual leaders, whatever you want to call it, you know, whatever you're into check different ones out, see what resonates with you. Absolutely. So explain to me a little bit more about your process. Uh, my process is uh, very new, as you know. So I am very much, just like I said, that motivation versus discipline. I'm very motivated, but my discipline can wane. Um, so I have just recently started coming into this space in the morning I light a candle. Um, I have a crystal bowl, moon-shaped bowl with some abundance uh, crystals inside of it. It's abundance candle as well. And I just, I speak out loud. I speak out loud to the angels. I've been very drawn to work with angels lately. And I don't know why that's, not, that's also something new for me. So I feel like a lot of changes are happening. But I ask for abundance in all ways, not just financially, um, but in all ways. And I ask for an abundance of knowledge, you know, let more knowledge come to me so that I may share that knowledge with other people. I love what you say all the time. Um, please. I ask the divine to spark a light in me so I can spark a divine light in them. And I ask for that as well, just abundance in all areas of my life so that I can in turn share that with other people. And then I try to mindfully live my day that way. And, you know, recognize where those opportunities come up and to say yes more to those opportunities. And then I do the same thing in the evening. 
I come back into this room, I may say the same thing. There's a few, a few different things that I do say, um, quotes and phrases that I just absolutely love, like, like yours, and um, I will repeat those, but maybe it's something completely and totally different at the end of the day, whereas I speak out loud to the angels, but all on the same on the same path all within the same theme and then i blow out the candle and close it out for the night and do it again very cool i i enjoy i appreciate invent i don't know what word i'm looking for <laughs> i appreciate the notion that you're working on the discipline yeah um if anything i feel like sometimes i'm the opposite i feel like i need to have flexibility in my routine and for me, that accountability of the discipline sometimes just pushes me completely away. So having that flexibility lets me know that, you know what, I may not be perfect at the practice, but I keep visiting the practice. And that's the important part. Um, and honoring how do I feel with it? Like I've noticed with the one that I was talking about that I've been doing, I've noticed since I've been doing it, and that I've implemented that Reiki and that meditation with it, because that's one of my personal expressions to help connect with my energy and balance my energy, reflecting on how it's, how it's felt different. And at first it felt a little bit new and a little bit different and a little bit outside of my box, but not anything that I couldn't connect with. But now it feels like it's important. And when I don't have it, I recognize the difference within myself that day. Like yesterday, I didn't start the day out with it. And by the time I got to the evening, I'm like, I need this. Even if it's a form of that practice and not the exact same thing, honoring that I didn't have time to do it this morning, but I need it now. Okay, I'm going to do this version of it because it fits into my day now. And that, that flexibility helped me implement that into my day. And I'm like, you know what? This really is making a difference. And I recognize that when I don't have it. Yeah, I that, love the mindfulness and all of that. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I love that mindfulness because I feel like where you recognize your day is not going the way you you prefer, so you need to do that. That's how I am most of the time. It's like you, I get into that funk and get into that like, why is this? And then I'm like, oh, because <laughs> I, I didn't take that time for myself in the morning. I don't think I recognize it as gracefully as you do or as quickly. But um, one of the one of the women I learned from Suzanne Giesman said that she does kind of like a chakra cleanse and she takes maybe five minutes and she just goes through each chakra, imagining each one, clearing them all out. And that's her you know, her morning time, her quiet time, her let me get my head on straight time. It doesn't have to be this lighted candle, meditative, can be whatever, you know, as long as you want, as short as you want. Yep. And I, I find there's, there's two different things I want to touch on. And one is along the lines of following what resonates for you and finding the intentions that resonate with you and recognizing the ones that don't. But also, I find that my intentions happen at, like the jewelry that I put on. The jewelry that I have is very much about intention. Um, I don't really wear something if it doesn't have an intention to me. Like I have my necklace and it's, there's, I don't know if you can see it, but there's a little meditative dude on there that I've created. Oh. Mm -hmm. And then there's tiger's eye. So it reminds me to embrace my personal power and to find that inner peace and that inner power. Um, and I have my water bottle that I drink out of. 
and it's got stones in the bottom. And the intention with this is that A, it's my splurge and I'm okay with splurging on a fancy water bottle. And B, right now I've got my clear quartz in there. And that's a reminder for me to be clear and fluid and to allow my energy to clear out. So for me, the intention is just as much like the deck that I'm using and the stones that I'm carrying and the, the items that are around me versus the words that I'm saying. But like for you, those words are so important. And the way you choose your words are, it, I really enjoy watching your posts and reading your posts because there is something that you're honoring that divine connection through the words that you choose, which is really cool. Oh, thank you. I love that too. Yeah, I, I, I connect well with words. Um, I feel this, it's so funny because I feel the same way about jewelry. I've had this dragonfly on though, probably for a month. I get into um, spurts where I, I want to put something on for a reason. Dragonflies are all about transformation for me, but then they just stay with, it's like they stay with me for as long as I need it. And then I move on to the next piece where I see you and you change a lot. So it's like whatever you're feeling in, in the day, in the mood, whatever mood suits you when you've got that piece on. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. But it's it's so funny how the two of us are so uh, so much alike and so very different at the same time. Absolutely. And I, I like I like this conversation and we share what works for us mm -hmm. so that you guys can resonate with, you know what? We're each different. Right. Um, I guess for me, having a conversation about leaning into what works for you and leaning away from what doesn't is important because I feel like sometimes when we try to put on somebody else's way of doing things and it doesn't resonate, it then becomes a band-aid to cover the process that we are meant to develop within. And I feel like sometimes when we start working through intentions and we start living intentionally, whether it be with words or energy or tools like cards or jewelry, when we do that, often there are moments of healing that happen along the way. So there may be emotions or patterns or past life, you know, not past life, but things from our past that come up for us to address and to work through and to recognize. So when we can outfit our process, the way it works for us, we can recognize those moments that come up and allow ourselves compassion, and healing through that process so we can recognize, move through, and release in a healthier manner. Right. And when we do that, the more we do that, the easier it is to do it the next time. Recognize the next time. I love that process of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I and, think this, oh, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you're all I set. I was going to say, I think this is a good time to bring up that conversation that you and I have had so many times about be careful what you say and be careful what you're putting out into the universe you're attracting that to you and yes that's true to a certain extent but you know when we see people walking around on eggshells because they're terrified of what they say or what they're putting into the universe that's it's just not how we feel about that there needs to be that strong intention that strong emotions tied to those words as well that consistency too I mean don't you feel that way if if you say something once that you didn't intend you're like let me take that back I don't want to put that into the universe that one time is you know there's no scorekeeper up in the universe saying oh she said it I'm gonna make it happen now but it's that consistent over and over if you're keep putting something negative out into the universe or keep saying, you know, I have trouble doing this. So yes, you're going to have trouble doing X because that emotion, that belief, that heartfelt intention is behind that. 
what you're putting out there. Sorry, I went off on a tangent. <laughs> no, it's it's the pattern that actually the direction I was. Yes, I agree fully with all of that. And I do think for me, so much of the work that I do for myself and for others is all about looking at those thoughts, looking at those patterns, looking at that shadow work that we discussed in previous episodes and asking why, why are we continually feeling this way? Why are we continually bringing up that sentence? Why are we continually saying that? And for me, part of the process of healing that and looking at it and reflecting on it is how we move through it. But yes, I agree that it's that pattern of words, that pattern of emotions mm -hmm. and saying a phrase that doesn't sit with us energetically and emotionally at first may help us move in that direction. But if it doesn't, and we have this conflicting pattern that continually comes up, if that's making sense, mm -hmm. then it's time for us to pause and reflect on that. And I like, yeah, I like that notion that we need to be compassionate with ourselves enough to honor that, you know what, if I say this, the universe isn't going to punish me. It's not right. a punishment. It's a process of acknowledging it. And sometimes for me, I have to say that out loud. So I hear it to recognize that it's not a pattern I want to be in. Right. So I want to share this little um, blurb of a story that I read in a, in a book. I'm not even sure what book it was that I read it in a couple of weeks ago, but there was an old man sitting on a rock outside of a town and a traveler comes by and the traveler says to the old gentleman, you know, what kind of people are in this town? And the old gentleman said, well, what do you, ex what do you think they're going to be? Or what do you expect them to be? And he said, oh, I think they're going to be, you know, mean and rude and thieves and et cetera. And the old gentleman said, well, that's exactly what you'll find. And then another traveler came by and asked the same question. What kind of people are in this town? And the gentleman said, well, the old man said, you know, who do you think you'll find? Or what do you think they'll be like? And the traveler said, I think they'll be wonderful, friendly, greet me with open arms. And he said, that's exactly what you will find. So, you know, it's these preconceived notions we have about ourselves, about other things, um, beliefs that are not serving us, these things that we get into our heads and just keep going through and maybe don't work out and maybe don't process in a good way, but hold on to that can affect us moving forward. It's not the universe punishing us, like you said, it's what we are expecting to see moving forward. So change that perspective and change, change what's happening. Absolutely. And I think that process of changing that perspective, I think that's, this may be an unpopular opinion, but I feel like that process of changing that perspective is oversimplified sometimes. Oh yeah. I was just going to say, that doesn't mean it's easy. <laughs> Absolutely. And even with anything, with any process, you know, you have one, two great days and then you have a bad day. I think the goal is just to have more good days than bad because no one's ever going to be perfect at it. It's ever changing. And I guess if it, if that changing the perspective is simple for you, we are not discrediting that, honor that. But I know like you said, for myself, changing that perspective sometimes takes a little more work and isn't always simple. Like you said, it's the honoring the pattern to allow for those days that maybe not go so well and then witness them, ask why and how can I do this differently tomorrow? Right. And, you know, this could take us into that toxic positivity that we wanted to talk about, because I think I'm, I'm even guilty of this myself and I don't mean it in a way that it comes out 
toxic, obviously, I don't want to be toxic to people I know. But you know, um, there have been certain situations in my life recently, where I'm just like, well, listen, just focus on this, focus on what's good in your life, focus on, you know, all of this, I'm not saying, don't focus on what's bad that doesn't exist. But we don't want to dwell on the things that are going what you consider wrong in your lives or what you would like to change in your life. Um, so there's a whole that whole notion about toxic positivity. I'm just going to let you go with it, but I think we're all guilty of it at some points too. But we, ah, I'm gonna stop. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I I fully agree. I love, I love that there gets to be both. We get to focus on the positive and focus on with intention the emotions we want to feel the words we want to say, the intentions we want to put in our day. But then at the same time, we also get to reflect on the stuff that maybe is not supportive in that. And if, if we get too hyper-focused on one or the other, in my personal opinion, it feels like we're discrediting our complexity as a, as a human individual. Right. Um, and I feel like sometimes for some people, if we ignore the not so pleasant and solely focus on the positive, that not so pleasant or that unpopular part of ourself is going to get louder at some point in time. It's going to, if it's meant some, to be something that we are meant to witness and heal and go through, it will get louder until we pay attention to it. Right. Um, but I think that it's, I love the ability to help people slow down and witness both and then choose both. I know for myself, and I've done this with my daughter and I've done this in a few readings or a few energy sessions, um, the idea of, okay, where, what are you feeling right now? What do you want to feel? And so say I'm feeling frustrated today. I'm feeling angry today. I want to feel peace and I want to feel tranquility and I want to feel confident. Okay. Where in the last week have you felt those things you want to feel on the small scale? Mm -hmm. And where can you implement those in your life moving forward so that you can build that energy in your life? And I feel like it, it becomes an act of reflection on this is what I have now and I don't want to be here. Right. But I do know the direction I want to go. And I do recognize that I do have the tools and the pieces to get there and to move around what I'm feeling now. Right. But I feel like that whole equation doesn't work if we are not looking at all of it and we are, we're, we're shying away from that one part. Like if you're, if you're painting a wall and it's all white, it's beautiful. But sometimes if you have that depth, like if you have that dark wall with a white woodwork, there's more definition to that wall. Mm -hmm. And I feel like when we can look at it all, it helps. Right. I like that. Um, let's also, though, honor if your choice that day is to stay in the anger and the sadness and the frustration or for that moment, I shouldn't say that day, that's okay too. And that, that decision is there for you at any minute of any day. And that there is honoring where you are. <laughs> there are some really beautiful processes that 
when you spend a day being in that, and then the next day you realize, I don't want to be in that anymore. It's time to move out of it. How do I do that? Right. And I think it's, it's those, like you said, it's important to honor that. But I also think it's important to honor if you need help getting out of that pattern. Like if you're like, okay, I need to be in it today, but I want to be out of it tomorrow, but I don't know how to get out of it. It's okay to I need support in getting out of this. We expect ourselves to be these perfect, strong, capable humans all the time. And it's okay if we're not. <laughs> I was just thinking through that as you were saying all of that. Thank you for all that. Some of my most empowering moments, some of my strongest moments have come from some of my darkest, weakest places. And, you know, I was just thinking of when I was in counseling and how the counselor would I was going to say lure me into a dark place, but kind of, you know, get me talking about something, get me feeling something, experiencing, processing. And, you know, it's when you have that aha moment and you feel so empowered because now you know why, you know, whatever happened is triggering you or whatever you were upset about it. There's the reason behind it. And to me, that's very empowering. We've talked about that before, but I wouldn't have had that if I didn't sit in the ick for a little while. Yep. So sometimes the, the choice is to sit in the ick and that's okay too. But again, we should definitely, if you need help, not to be afraid to ask for help to talk to somebody about going through all that. Absolutely. And I think that it, the when we allow ourselves that space to go through it and to look at it it get, empowers us to ask why mm-hmm. and to choose when we choose to be in it we choose to be out of it and we know we love to ask why all the time <laughs> we do that often that's what i was thinking like this video podcast is created out of the conversations that we've had with each other where we have kind of had an open safe environment to be like this is what I'm feeling today and it's unpopular and I don't like it but here I am and there are days I know for me that you probably (laughs) listen to what I'm feeling and I'm not willing to hear another side until the next day (laughs) (laughs) that that ability to be safe enough to be like here I am this is what it is so. But you're always very appreciative. I appreciate what you're saying. I just want you to know I'm not ready to hear that. <laughs> We've both been there. And that's Absolutely. okay. Very cool. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> tell me about the fake it till you make it. Oh, I don't know why every time someone says that I just have such a trigger on that whole phrase. Um, and maybe it's just the way I'm sure it's just the way I look at it. I don't, maybe because I'm always talking about being authentic and being real and being vulnerable. I think it's the word fake. I mean, I totally understand like living like you're already living the dream you want. I get it. But the the term fake it till you make it just sends shivers down my spine. I can't stand it. I don't ever want to be fake in any way, shape or form. You know, I just, I have an aversion to that word and to the thought of it. I what agree. about you? I would love to be able to find another phrase for it besides fake it till you make it because I cannot, I cannot do fake. Like I really struggle against fake and, and as an empath or as an energy individual, as intuitives, it really confuses us Mm -hmm. to be presented with fake because we feel the authenticity. We feel the truth. And then we are receiving information that's otherwise. Mm -hmm. And it 
really conflicts our mind and our heart and our energy and can be really confusing and very frustrating. So the word fake can be a trigger for many empaths, many intuitives, many individuals like us. So I would love to find another phrase. The one thing I do like about the fake it till you make it is it shuts up my imposter syndrome because it gives me permission to not be perfect and to try it. That's the only reason I'm positive. I do feel like I like that or a phrase like that to give me permission to try it without being perfect at it. Right. But I would love if we could find a different word than fake it. We'll have to work on that. I mean, I just feel like as intuitives, as empaths, you know, so many of us have had to hide. I don't want to say fake who we are, but have had to hide who we are and conceal what we know, conceal what we feel. And I'm just not up for that anymore. We need a new word. We need a new phrase. <laughs> how about imagine? Imagine, imagine till you make it. That's so much better. <laughs> that was perfect. I, we, like I mean, it. sorry. No, I just said I like it. And that also makes me feel like well, I guess it would be the same thing, but it makes me feel like it could be anything because when I hear imagination, like all limitations are gone. I love that. I feel it reminds me of when you're a little kid, like my daughter, my little five-year-old told me the other day, mommy, I want to be everything. Barbie is everything. And I want to be everything. I said, well, you have plenty of time to figure out what you're going to be when you grow up. And their possibilities are endless so I it just I felt like that captured the imagination of a child we get to have that imagination where we can daydream and explore and sometimes that imagination helps us build where we want to go and sparks that creativity almost like the imagination is a muse of our forward motion right and I use actually imagination I use the word imagine a lot in meditations because I feel like it, it gives permission to not have to have the experience be a certain way. Yeah. It's like the word was magical. The moment you said it, everything just opened up. Right. Mm. Very cool. See what we put onto words. Words are pretty cool. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Circle back to the importance of words. (laughs) We might have to, we might have to have on our next video podcast, visit some of those words again. We were talking about defining some of those words that we hear in this community so often. Yeah. Next podcast might have to be one of those where we pick a couple words and we define them. Maybe so. I like doing that. Very cool. Busting some myths. I can't wait to bust some myths. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we kind of did today. At least we the do. myths that we were. We do. We graze on them. Yep. All right. So I think you got your cards. I do. I have a deck here. Um, the soul seedling deck from Jessica Filoon. Mm. It's one I haven't, it's been out here in my workspace in the camper and I haven't brought it in to work with it. So I picked it up today, but they don't want to shuffle. So how about you? Do you have a deck I of cards? With mine. What's that? I, do you have a deck of cards handy? I do. I have, um, they're brand new and I'm having trouble shuffling as well. That's why I was doing it. They are Kyle Gray's um, Keeper of the Light. And I have not worked with these this deck before. And again, I am not much of an Oracle girl. However, I was very drawn to these. So I felt like I was just going to pull one 
for everyone, just asking what everyone needed to know most. So I will do that and uh, see what we get while you're shuffling. Oh, of course, it's something I can't pronounce. <laughs> Sir Nunos Life Force, express your driving passion. Sensual and sexual powers are increased. Well, hello there. <laughs> um, so I purchased this deck because I was looking for something in particular. I was looking for something more angel oriented. And I found that this was less angel, more keepers of the light, goddess, god energy. And I have not heard of this before, but the whole life force makes me feel, and the green in this card, sorry, you should see it, makes me feel like so much energy and motivation and drive coming from it. Um, what did he say again? Express your driving passion. Well, no wonder why. <laughs> um, and you know, I don't know. I just feel like this reiterates that whole being your authentic, vulnerable self and going for it. What did I hear yesterday on the radio? If you wanted to be successful, you should move out of your hometown because in your hometown, you're worried about what people think of you. And if you move to a new place, you don't care. And I don't know why this reminds me, but I think people are afraid or apprehensive about going after what they want for whatever reason, what people might think of them, what people might say. And I think this, this Cernanos or whatever his name is, and I feel like telling you to forget what other people think and say. And you know, I told somebody yesterday, I've come out of the closet multiple times because people still don't know what I do and that's okay. But I think I felt like people, um, people care. I thought people cared about what I did a whole lot more than they do. <laughs> Just do you. Doesn't Absolutely. matter. Sorry, go um, ahead. I, I, yes, coming out of the spiritual closet, I feel like I've done that a few times. I remember there was a few years ago when I first created my unique meditation page on Facebook. That felt like such a huge deal for me. Mm -hmm. And now I'm like, I'm on it all the time. <laughs> now right. it's, blended and it's there um, i remember trying to hit that publish button to my business page it took me weeks it was ridiculous but if you're going through that i'm not saying what you're going through is ridiculous the fear is very real but once you do it and you realize that we're not as as important to other people as we think we are sometimes the world does not revolve around us they have their own stuff going on and their own insecurities and their own apprehensions and i and i feel like that card gives us permission when we're in those moments to lean into the passion of it lean into that excitement of it we feel that for a reason i love that i think that we should be doing more of that and less of anything else yep and the plum color on that i love the green but the plum color to me always acknowledges our ability to overcome our challenges and to embrace the higher understanding of our challenges. So I love that little aspect like of it. That. So I love the, uh, the soul seedlings affirmation deck because their affirmations are intentions that you can embrace for the day. And in honoring the intention conversation that we've had throughout the day, what I love to invite people to do is to take a deck like this that has intentions or has words or has affirmations on it and to pull one out and look at it, say it out loud, feel it, and then ask yourself, how do I feel about this? Does it resonate with me? Does it trigger me? What emotions do I put with it? If I could put a color with it, what would that color be? What other three words come to mind when I pull it? So when I pull my affirmation today, 
or this intention, I invite you to do that. Um, our readers, our readers, our listeners to do that. Um, can I just say something before you read that card? When I can. You said, when you said if you pull a card and it doesn't resonate with you, I think that's such an important thing because many times I have done that and been like, that's not for me. You know? And then I've sat with that. I've sat with the notion. Sometimes I write about it and then things will come up and I'm like, oh, I get it now. This is yep. for me. But my first impression was, no, it's yep. not. So take some time with it. I love that. Thank you for, thank you for that yeah. reminder. Absolutely. And I like how you say that because there's also a difference between um, it doesn't resonate with me and it triggers me mm -hmm. because I had that time I pulled cards and I'm like, I don't want to deal with that card. And it's like, <laughs> oh, it's triggering me. Why is it triggering me? It's reflecting, you know, that whole process. So, mm -hmm. oh, okay, here we go. I honor my feelings and grow amid the discomfort. Oh, perfect. I love the, I don't, it's not a violet, but it's a violet flower. I love how it's opened up and you see the yellow in the middle because it honors that, that wisdom that comes from opening up and looking inside and finding our personal power inside. And I just feel like this is a perfect, I swear to God, they were tipped upside down. Mm -hmm. I feel like this is a perfect confirmation to what we were talking about, that we get to honor our feelings as we move through life intentionally and we say our intentions or we build that intention energy in our life, we get to feel the, the positive and the unpopular parts about ourselves and grow through it. And when we allow ourselves a few moments of discomfort, we get to grow past that and understand that that discomfort doesn't own us, that it's a part of us and offers us wisdom and empowerment. So Boom, Here we I go. And I love that we can grow. We have the opportunity to grow in the most unexpected of places. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. What a beautiful card. What deck was that again? I know we're going to put it in the comments, but I just want to know. <laughs> this is the soul seed. The soul, I said soul seedlings, but that's the other one. She has actually a really great one for kids that's called soul seedlings. This is the soul seeds affirmation deck by Jessica Philip. Wonderful. Very cool. We will put pictures of both of those cards um, on our business pages when we share this link. Absolutely. Um, so I think that I'm good with our topic for today. How about you? Me too. I think, uh, I think we covered everything we wanted to talk about. Very cool. So if you have anything you would like to add or you have any questions for us about what we talked about today or in any other uh, episode, please feel free to leave it in the comment section. Very cool. Do you have any services you would like to highlight today for our viewers so that they know kind of what we're working on? Yeah, I don't have anything new at the moment, but as always, doing my chakra restoration, um, energy readings, guidance readings, mediumship readings. Um, I am looking to put out my Access Your Intuition course again soon, but not quite yet. I have a couple other things going on first. You? Very cool. Um, I've actually been highlighting Reiki lately, um, doing Reiki for myself, helping others learn how to do Reiki for themselves, um, and maybe some family members. I'm hosting my first in-person Reiki Level 1 course the end of March, which I'm really excited about as well as I'm offering virtual Reiki level one classes um, 
And I love the idea of introducing people to the a Reiki treatment or a service, the unique energy sessions that I offer that are virtual. I've really enjoyed those. It's a, the and unique energy sessions are a combination of Reiki inner light techniques that I've learned as well as guided meditation. So in a little intuitive insight in there as well. So yeah, if you're interested in any of those and want more details, let me know. Awesome. And I do encourage anybody, I said it in when I shared your stuff, but I encourage anyone who's interested in Reiki to reach out to Karen and talk to her about all the aspects, the way you can use it in your own life. You do not have to be a Reiki practitioner. There are so many ways you can use it in your own day to day. It's just amazing. I, I actually have enjoyed formulating the Reiki level one course because I feel like even I I feel like I had gotten away from understanding how much self-care and self-energy awareness comes with that Reiki level one that we get to implement in our life. And I love the notion of me doing that more as well as helping others do that. So very cool. Mm -hmm. Alrighty. I think we are all set then. Yes. And don't forget to like this and subscribe and share it. You never know who might want to hear it, who might be, uh, afraid to or concealing their authentic selves but want to and need to hear this conversation very cool all righty have a wonderful afternoon everybody and enjoy the day